Welcome everybody to Funeral Nation episode 100. Yeah. 100. You did it. You got it. 10. That's fantastic. 10 times 10. How about it? Mr. Harbison, the commander, the, the, the funeral commander. I got so many names for you. I don't I mean I don't know what what to call you, but some are better than others. But you know, it's uh I am humbled that like you and I knew we would get to a 100 but you know we never really planned anything big because we kind of knew we would get here but what we didn't what i didn't fully intend is that we would have the impact that we've had on the profession as quick as we did with this show oh it's no doubt i mean if you look at ryan the people that are reaching we're not only here in the united states but internationally and in fact we're going to talk about a little bit later in predictions they're talking uh, our message is resonating, and people watch what we do, what we say. We're bringing the most up-to-date, quick content to the industry um, weekly that you have to wait for otherwise, sure. and uh, it's good stuff. We've had great guests. I think uh, finishing up the year with some of our <clears> – I'm not going to call them bloopers, but uh, how you finished up with number 99 was awesome. So um, – you know, we can't do this without having Jamie and his crowd there, the Fast Funding Group. So let's acknowledge and thank you, Jamie and Fast yeah. Funding folks. Bottom line is uh, get your money. The funeral's not over until you get paid. So if you've got a, a funeral's lasting 90 days, you're in trouble, right? That's right. Go ahead and roll that promo, Ryan. All right. What payment method do you prefer families use for your goods and services? Most funeral homes and cemeteries prefer cash check or credit card over life insurance as the preferred method of payment. However, families who use life insurance are able to purchase the funeral service of their choice and spend 31% more on your goods and services. By encouraging more families to pay with insurance, you can create a better experience for the family and become more profitable without increasing your call volume. The reason most firms prefer cash check or credit card over life insurance is that insurance companies are a hassle to deal with and payment can often take weeks or months to receive. With CJ Financial, you can receive funding within 24 hours of verification of benefit, thereby eliminating the hassle, headache and cash flow delay in processing insurance death claims. Let us show you why hundreds of funeral homes all across America choose CJ for their assignment funding needs and why many associations, accounting firms and industry leaders recommend C&J to their clients and members. All right, Jeff. So on today's show, one, I'm, I've, I donned a special hat for episode 100, but also it serves a purpose. It is like literally zero degrees in Ohio today and uh, the wind is blowing. So this, this keeps the, the ears warm and the head warm. It's all fuzzy lined inside. So Special yeah, hat, we're just but, opposite. I live out here in Paradise yeah. where it's going to be 73 today. Um, I've got this hat on all the time covering, you know, this well quaffed. And uh, yeah, you got to cover up those ears. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. So on today's episode, we're going to look back at predictions that we made on, uh, at the end of 2017 or the beginning of 2017, uh, whether or not those came true. And then we're going to make some predictions for 2018. And then you've got a, a few other things up your, your up your sleeve a little bit too, right? Yeah. So let's get right into it. In 2017, my biggest prediction was uh, consolidation. Well, yeah. guess what's happening? 
Uh, we saw that certainly with uh, John McQueen uh, being acquired and consolidating with the uh, Foundation Partners Group. We've seen some pretty aggressive uh, acquisitions with those folks. I believe Minnesota, uh, they had another big one. We're seeing uh, purchasing by SCI with uh, some larger family-owned firms that we never thought would happen. And so the world's changing. Yeah. It's uh, if, if you're either aligned with someone now or you're going to be aligned with someone um, for survival mode. And I'm not saying necessarily bought out um, in that mode, but um, using strategic alliances for operating from, um, from purchase power to pick any subject out here uh, is going to be necessary. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I think my, my top prediction last year was on technology and funeral directors embracing technology and more drive to, to be socially active and embrace social medias as well. Um, I, that is happening. Um, gosh, I mean, it could always happen faster. And I think we're going to see more of that in 2018. Absolutely. But, um, you know, are, you want to talk about our predictions for 18 or we want to save that for a little bit, uh, little on down the road. No, I think let's go ahead and predict let's what we want to predict. Okay. <laughs> I tell you, my, my number one, and it's probably the scariest part of all, is that I predict that we're going to see some funeral homes closing um, that are going out of business, not because of a lack of business, but because the lack of someone to yeah. acquire them and <clears throat> the inability um, to make the changes necessary, which is coming up in my second prediction there. So um, we are dwindling. I think we've dropped 10% the last couple of years of funeral home doors that are open. Yeah. And I think that's going to be an accelerated, uh, an accelerated factor. You know, funeral homeowners want to sell and, and to move on and retire. But there's an issue going on is that who are they wanting to sell to? Um, if the big consolidators or someone's not buying or they don't have one, someone ready for secession, a family member, um, a key person, um, that pool is going to be pretty small because we're dwindling also in licensed professionals. Yeah. So I predict this year that <clears throat> that's going to be a story. Uh, this time next year, it'd be interesting to see how many have dropped out and closed their doors. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a reality that we, we can't ignore any bit any longer. And the, the fact of people are always going to die, so we're always going to be in business. You still got to make good business decisions, and uh, it just doesn't happen all the time. So my, my, my top prediction, Jeff, um, you know, I went with technology last year. I think that's obviously a number two, but number one, I think we're going to start understanding what the future of the funeral home looks like. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. think that the funeral home, the way that it is today, what we think of as a traditional funeral home, the Taj Mahal Chapel and on the fleet of cars and, you know, these great big multi-million dollar facilities, um, I don't think those look the same in the future. And I think we're going to see more conversation about that this year. Not, not in a sci-fi way, I think that's the far extreme, but more as in, you know, we're seeing more and more storefront funeral homes open up. We see, we're seeing more and more of, you know, I know our clients, a lot of our clients have very small funeral homes in a storefront where they meet a family, but then they have these life celebration centers that are not like a funeral home and they have swimming pools in them and they have 
you know, all of these different things that they use them for other things than just weddings or funerals, but like weddings and, and banquets and things of that nature. We're just seeing a, a metamorphosis of, of what funeral homes are, are going to be because of the consumer demand. And I don't think that it's what we want or that funeral directors want to happen. It's what consumers are demanding happen. And at some point, the conversation has to go to us trying to put ourselves out of business versus the consumers doing it for us and finding mm -hmm. what's going to be next and not being reactionary. And uh, right now we totally react um, versus dictate and uh, the, the profession's got to do a better job of getting out ahead of the consumer and not always following and reacting to the consumer. All right. And, and you're right on point because interestingly, <coughs> that's going to be, uh, my second prediction is that the consumer is going to continually to define where we're going as a business. Yeah. So there's two options. There's one for funeral homes to embrace, learn, and adapt and overcome. Or as I go back to number one, they're going to close yeah. at some point. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but you know, again, the bottom line is that we have to, to provide what consumers are looking for. And it's not a price issue. Right. Listen to me out there. It's not a price issue. You know, if they're rejecting your funeral home, if they're doing something else, that's the truth. Okay. So it's not because they're price. If it was price, there would be nobody watching us except for a bunch of body wholesalers. Yeah. That's just not the truth. There's still people who are paying and doing a great job in this business and kudos to those funeral homes and owners out here that are stepping up and taking the lead for others to follow. But my concern is, is that we have to change the model and that model isn't, as you just said, what it looks like. We have to listen and work really hard to pay attention and adapt as it goes through. Um, another prediction from you? I, I think we're still gonna see technology play a huge role in what the future of a funeral home looks like. Um, there, there are some, there is a, an art project that's being funded out in California that we're going to feature some content on, on connecting directors. That is someone's being commissioned to create a virtual reality funeral home and what the funeral home of the future looks like from a virtual reality standpoint. Now we're in, we are getting into sci-fi things, but technology in the funeral home and whatever the funeral home looks like, technology is not going to stop playing a role and neither is social media and the ability to have a conversation and engage with a consumer. It's amazing to see how many conversations we have through our through our clients on behalf of our clients on Facebook Messenger where consumers are the first call is happening through Facebook Messenger. It's not right. happening through them picking up the phone. They are sending a message, my dad just died, what do we do? Uh, what are my options? You know, it, it the conversation gets in depth. I think we're going to see technology from the form of chatbots um, which may be a buzzword that a lot of people watching haven't heard, but it's more of an automated um, virtual assistant where the consumer can have a conversation with an automated chatbot through Facebook or through your website where they basically go through that first call and, and you, are, you are having that exchange of information happen automated on the consumer's time. So you know, it, I, I don't want to be the guy that's always beating the technology drum or the social media drum, but it's, it's, can't be ignored and we're in phase two of the 
the the industry really embracing it. I think we're I think everyone kind of understands the importance of social media. Now they're starting to try to figure out okay how does it apply to funeral service because it obviously isn't going away and you know that's exciting to see. I don't disagree with you and you know something as a note out here for our fellow uh, followers and FNers is just because you're not doing it doesn't mean it's not being done. Exactly right. You know. Um, Again, I'm a baby boomer. I know it's interesting because you're, you know, whatever you are, Gen X, Millen, X. Are you a Millen X? I'm right on the edge of both. Okay. Yeah. So I'm right on the edge of uh, old. But the point being is just uh, the folks who are making decisions for the baby boomers are you guys, yeah. right? Your age group. And if you're not spending time connecting with them and conversing with them and communicating with them on their level, you lose. Okay, that's the bottom line. You said that really well. I have uh, another one I want to kind of pull out, and I think we're going to see more this year of litigation mm. involving funeral homes. And when we have one that's been ongoing a little bit, but just kind of surfaced, where a funeral home gave out cremated remains of someone to a family that wasn't theirs. Yeah. Okay, have y'all ever heard of training? I swear it can knock that out and process and procedure, but I don't know what I'm talking about. If you don't do training, get yourself a good lawyer. The other piece I think we're going to see this year and, and actually address, I think, in the more you know minute somebody asked, is uh, I, I believe we're going to see more funeral director employee lawsuits. Okay, okay. You know, because this overtime thing and not paying attention to it, hey, guess what? Sexual harassment is pervasive. Hey, I hate to call it, but just see this year if some of that stuff doesn't surface. Yep, yep, no. You're right on. You're right on. I don't agree with, I don't disagree with anything you've said. Well, it's kind of hard to, cause I'm sober today. So it's hard to say what I'll come up with this somewhat uh, cognizant. Speaking of which we got a prediction that came out. I heard from another medium out here. That's right. Um, uh, we have a, a mutual friend. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. I'm just going to talk about him just a little bit, but uh, yeah, a guy named Bill uh, through another uh, funeral medium made a prediction that you're going to be smoking a cigar at your studio before the year's out. What's, what do you think about that? I'm going to say that's an uh, absolute no, that that is not going to happen. Um, a number of different reasons, but one is, uh, we are in a rented leased office space where no smoking is allowed. Um, and I need more office space so I can't afford to get kicked out of here. And uh, my wife would highly disapprove, and so would my children. So it's, I, I can tell you it's not going to happen. All right, so I'm, I'm going to take those two off a level, and maybe this could possibly happen not in the studio but in another venue. And then if you blamed it on the funeral commander, then your wife and children go, oh, okay. Man, I don't know if that excuse works anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about that as a prediction of what's going on this year either. You know. All right, so let's talk about some of our biggest news that we had uh, this year. Yeah, so uh, we, we looked at uh, the most read news articles of, that were posted on Connecting Directors for all of 2017. So the most read number one news article of 17 was Matthews International ex-cashier uh, stole $9.5 million over the span of, I think it was 
like 11, 12, 15 years, something like that. Uh, $9.5 million spent. Majority of it was spent on boats and Louis Vuitton handbags. Hey, you know what? If you're going to take it, look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll be spent on cigars, rum, and golf. So, uh, uh, not bad. Not bad. I must, I must be getting something somewhere because that's all I spend it on now. What's the second most read story? Uh, second most read story was uh, Frank E. Campbell Funeral Home mixing up ashes, that lawsuit. And so you're talking about litigation. That was a big story simply because, you know, that happens a lot. But this funeral home serves a lot of high profile clientele. And I believe that this cremation was a very, very expensive funeral um, without going through here. I mean, close to $100,000. Is that right? Yeah, um, it was a it was a pretty big deal. So that was that was number two. The number three story, uh, Matthews back in there again. Um, Matthews International being sued for five point seven five million dollars. So Matthew twice in the top five. Matthews Aurora. And then uh, number four was a gay man sues funeral home for their refusal of his 82-year-old husband's body. Um, and that one got a – that one was uh, clicked on quite a bit, but that one got a lot of comments. And um, I don't know – I mean, we only know what was reported in the news story. So, you know, there's, there's two sides to every story, obviously. But um, I think this is a conversation that isn't going to go away. Uh, and it's going to, it's going to be a decision that most funeral homes are going to have to face at some point. And, you know, I don't understand why funeral homes just, you know, their, their job is to serve the family and take care of the deceased regardless of preference. So I don't understand what the big deal is there, but, um, that was, that was, that was, uh, a funeral home making the news when they didn't have to. Um, not, yeah, not in a good way. And that kind of goes back to my uh, prediction of, um, training and human resources issues, right? Yep. I yep. mean, if that's not in your policy, what do you do up the chain of command? I mean, that that's scary. Folks, uh, it's a different world out here today. And so if you don't have it written down, you know, it, it, it's interesting. Dan has shared with me when he's uh, been on some cases where he was an expert witness. And uh, if, if you think you got it together and your only resource to go is your employee handbook, you might want to read it if that's your defense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. So uh, rounding out the, the top five most read news articles of 2017, Jamie Lee Curtis to star and produce a new funeral home comedy series on CBS. Good. That'll be interesting to see how that turns out. I, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think we got a number six that probably most people didn't know, but finding out that Peyton Manning was a celebrity crush by kind of a guy. It's a big deal. And you know, the Martha Stewart thing, I still uh. throw up in my mouth every once in a while. <laughs> that was kind of big news last year. And it's <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Uh, and, and your reaction to, to both of those got some, some commentary through uh, episode 99, where we kind of highlighted some of the best celebrity crush moments of 2017. Yeah, I think it was good that we were recording uh, in my office slash studio versus at my favorite cigar and libation pl class or place where I've had a few because I think I would let a couple fly there. But uh, <laughs> anyway, 
it was a great year behind us. We got a fantastic year ahead of us. Yes. Um, I think we do have a mail-in question for we the do. minute. Yeah, and it's a question for you, Mr. Commander. So this comes from, let's see, Stacy in New York. Uh, more you know minute question for you, Jeff. I saw something about a change in minimum wage for 2018. Where do I find out more information? Great, great question. Uh, if you don't have a human resources manager, uh, that's where I would start. You can also go to um, our friends at the <laughs> online with the government to find out what your state has or, or your local organization. Make sure also that you have to have these new rates posted. Uh, Ryan, in fact, uh, I'll send you something if you don't mind posting on Connecting Directors yep. where uh, it addresses every state and what those minimum wages are. We can send that out from the Foresight Company. Absolutely. Uh, Stacy, if you have a question, just email me or give me a call, and I'll be glad to help you with it. Awesome. And the More You Know Minute question was brought to us by our other big sponsor of 2017. Love these guys. Uh, Sirius Chan at, at Sitch Casket. Uh, as we are disrupting the funeral space with what we do here in Funeral Nation, so is Sitch and what they're doing with casket distribution in the United States. Um, just you know, a, a great product. Um, I look forward to seeing them at every convention because you never know what their booth is going to entail and what they're going to be doing. So uh, let's, let's roll that promo. Hey Jeff, hey Ryan, congratulations to your 100th episode. You guys have been doing a great job. Let's rock the industry. All right, Commander. It's kind of the end of episode 100, a big milestone that, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like when we first started the show, you and I talked about episode 100 being, you know, maybe something that we do live somewhere and we get together or we try to plan it in conjunction with a large convention. And you know what? It just, I, I don't know. That's kind of not us. We expected it to happen. We expected to get to episode 100, and it's a great thing to celebrate. But you know what? Next week we're going to have 101, and 100 is going to be over. That's it. You know, it's interesting that we've, uh, through 100 episodes, it'd be interesting to go back and look where we brought these episodes from because we don't miss a beat. Yeah. You know, um, I've, I've been overseas. You've been out. We've been in different places. And we just feel, uh, as, as a team, this is important for funeral directors and the funeral followers and the folks who are out here following us to get good information on a weekly basis. You don't have to wait for something to come in the mail and it ends up on the back of a toilet, right? right. So uh, this year we've got some great uh, guests lined up. We've got some new things, some new twists we're going to do. The way that we're, we're presenting is going to be a little bit different. Um, we've got some survey stuff that's still coming in. We're listening to you. And uh, send your suggestions in what you'd like to see. We might even sponsor a seminar or two between the two of us. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? would. We're making waves. We're going to not stop making waves. Um, you know, just excited. It's, uh, th this show has taken on a kind of a life form of itself. Um, it's, it's gone in, in different directions than you and I initially anticipated. And like I said, you know, it took off. Uh, immediately, we were getting bombarded after episode one of, you know, I can't believe you're drinking and smoking on the internet to now people are disappointed when you're in your office and we're, and no. we're not tipping one back and, and puffing on something. But it's, 
I, know, I can promise you I'm going to work really hard. One of my resolutions in 2018 is to smoke and drink more. So <laughs> I promise you I'll be back on the saddle. <laughs> I don't even have a response for that. So uh, with that note, let's wrap up 100. Next week's 101. We'll figure out something awesome for 101 just like we did for 100. Until next time, have a great effing week. Here, y'all.